You're listening to Conversations, where we talk about any and everything under the sun. You name it, we can talk about it. On this podcast, we have hard conversations, we promote each other, we bring awareness, and some topics are just for your entertainment purposes only, to bring laughter. Overall, we just want to add value and humor into your day. I am your host, Caprina. All right, y'all. So welcome to another episode of Summersations. Um, tonight, I'm super excited um, because I had no idea, but I was <laughs> asking for people to tell me their stories and Red raised her hand. I was like, what? So here we are. Um, today, we're visiting with her to share her story about time that she served in jail. And I personally don't know the story because we had no pre-conversations about it. I wanted to hear about it with everybody else. And I met Red through skating. And so far, what I know about her is just she's very progressive. Like everything she put her mind to, I see her reach all her goals. And not only because of what she posts, but because we have an accountability group that we meet where we were meeting every week. And then we kind of fell off. But we started in January. We, we met every Sunday for a few months, um, holding each other accountable. We started with vision boards and all these things, got to know each other. And everything that she says she's going to set out to do. I've seen her check those things off the list. So that's how I know her. I don't know the, I went to jail red. <laughs> so we about to find out. <laughs> I'm, itch- I'm itching to know. Um, and the reason why we're doing this, not to be nosy and not to be in anyone's business, but I wanted to encourage someone who's been in jail before or have a criminal background or any kind of background at that matter that's preventing them to pursue, you know, what they want to pursue, pursue their goals. So I wanted to have few, a few people, Red is one of three. We're going to also have someone come on tomorrow and someone come on Wednesday and they all have different stories. Red, I do have some questions, but okay. let's just make it easy. And you just tell me <laughs> a little bit about yourself, like where are you from, where you live now and what you're doing with life. And then we'll go into the questions I have. Okay. Uh, well, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, honestly, to be to be honest with everybody, I moved here to start over. Just everything that was going on. Uh, friends I grew up with, family I grew up with, just was negative, uh, bad influences. I'm not saying I'm easily to be influenced, but um, seeing things that I can easily do instead of working for it and just getting it at the grip of my hands was definitely uh, something that I had to set forth and say, you know what, in order for me to be a better me, especially when a judge gave me a chance to, to kind of start over, um, unlike most people, I took that chance. Um, I came down here. I had family I don't even socialize with here. Uh, my great aunt before she passed, that was the only one I socialized with. So I came down to help her plus, you know what I'm saying, start over. Um, and so, you know. What year did you move here? I moved here in 2011. Oh, you moved here the same year. I moved here in 2011 too. So. Yep. Okay, yeah, so. Let's just get right into it because I want to get into the meat and potatoes and then I want to get beyond that so we can talk about moving forward. So Mm -hmm. what did you go to jail for? So I went for a couple of times for drug possession um, and then also went for assault. Um, The assault case was basically my mom went to a cabaret. Um, A guy was pushing up on her. Um, I guess he didn't want to take no for an answer. Uh, She called me, let me know. Um, I was happy to be around the corner and me and my friends, we decided to go up there, you know, just, I just wanted to check on my mother, you know, um, uh, they had told me that she left. So when I got to the house, it was him trying to force his way in my mother's house. So I don't know what his intentions were. Um, don't care what they were. Um, 
he she was just screaming and, and honestly it's just I just lost it um and beat him up pretty bad um due to me having drug charges before that is what made it not believable that it wasn't you know what I'm saying like self-defense or whatever right so how many um, drug charges did you have how many times had you been in jail for drugs before that before that four times okay Oh yeah, so um, they automatically looked at So they was automatically like, gunning yeah. for me. It was a, you know, when you known in the city for whatever, and the mm-hmm. cops know you, they 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 gun for you, they target you. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't trying to hear it. He was saying that he was helping my mom in the house, and of course, my word against his and everything that was going on. You know what I'm saying? It was just a bad draw, honestly. Um, my mom testify uh my friends that was there testified everything but just the fact of my past before that and then i i i I'm, you know left a draw i still had, i got end up getting the same damn judge so oh yeah that's never <laughs> wasn't good. trying to hear nothing i was saying um it didn't matter that was my mother and that's what it was so i was okay with that um didn't bother me uh, one bit um, of course you don't want to go and you're like, well, damn, that's another one. You're like, I'm never going to be able to do anything in life or anything like that. Um, but you know, as far as the drugs, it was just, that's what my family does. Unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. just, you know, some of them, that's what we do. Um, and you know, when you, you try to do right, you know, um, you'll go to work and then you see them making what you made in a week in two hours, you kind of slip it's off. Very and enticing. I, and yeah, you just like I just worked forty hours for six hundred dollars, and he just made six hundred dollars in one transaction type of thing. So I was going to um, ask you: Did you grow up in a situation yeah. where you were forced to do it because you grew up poor, or like you said, it was just no, enticing? It was, to- it was just enticing. Just you know, my mom never let me want for anything. Um, you know, my dad was there; he didn't make me want for it. Wasn't nothing like that. It was just seeing my friends and family, and it's like I'm trying to go to work, and I gotta wake up and be at work at a certain time, punching in and out. And they can wake up when they want to. They can do yeah. what they want to do. Stay up all and night, it, kicking it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you know, my brothers, they out like, look what I got flashing it. I was young. I was like, fuck this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just I'm gonna do it too. Never had the mindset of getting called. Nothing like that. Um, I seen people get caught, but I had that mindset. I was young and dumb. Like, I ain't gonna get caught. Ain't nobody gonna snitch on me. But then you get these jealous people out here, uh, start telling the snitching, then they feel like if you go down, everybody gonna go down. You know what I'm saying? And so that was the first time just one of my friends who I thought was my friend, you know, that's just how it went. He got busted and he told on everybody around. Oh, dang. You know? So that's how it went down the first time. So how old were you yeah. when it happened to you the first time? Uh, I was 17. Born on 17, actually. So it was like a, a month shy of my birthday. So you um, went in when you were 17, and then mm-hmm. when did you go in again the other times? The other times was like 17, 18, 19. It was like back to back. They were like, I just <laughs> didn't get enough, I guess you could say. Uh, it was just terrible. Uh, I just felt like it was a joke at that point. Like, honestly, um, when my brother was murdered, I just didn't care about life because we were really close. And yeah. so I didn't care. So I just didn't give a fuck, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh, so I thought it was a game. I go in for six months, come out. Yeah, hey, what's up? I'm out and go right back. You know, so it wasn't never a mindset to me until I got older to realize that this can stop me from doing what I really want to do when I want to do it. Because they're going to so, always look at it. So 17 was your first time. You said six months here and there. What was the longest you spent? In, was it like a like a maximum security prison or like a county prison or like, I don't know. Well, like, right lingo. 
Yeah, so some of them is county, and then also went to Maryville, which is the Ohio State Prison for Women mm -hmm. in Ohio. Mm -hmm. uh, went there, and the longest time I did with that was three years, and that was for the assault. Um, oh. Again, it was it was hard uh, to just realize. I think that was my eye opener because it wasn't like the little petty. Like I got probation sometimes. I got you know house arrest at time, you know what I'm saying? But this was like, as long as you sit there and just have to think and like, okay. And then you start seeing people fall off. They stop mm -hmm. writing. Cause back then it was writing. It wasn't all this technology that they got going now. So it stopped, it stopped the writings, the visits stopped, the commissary money stopped. Like you really found out who your people were, uh, why you, you know, why you in, you think you find out who your real people are mm -hmm. and who's really down for you in that time when you needed to be down. So you know, um, that was a real eye opener for me. Um, then when I got out, my grandmother was sick. Um, and she wasn't, she was one of the ones that really pretty much raised me and that hurt me. It was like, I missed the time where she was well. So just mm -hmm. a lot of stuff started setting in with me. Um, and it, it was, it was horrible. Um, just, you had to really sit me down. And I think that's what it was. I was just the type of person you had to make me like sit. So me how down. old were you when you finally got out of prison he was like, when i was done with everything like i was like you know what i'm not doing this shit no more whatever whatever i was going on 25 okay so i kind of like you know tried the whole you know they had a little programs for people that got you know cases or got charges you know or numbers or whatever you know like felony program where you can get a job and they don't mind your background and stuff like that and that was nickel dime stuff and it, it almost had me to you know, relapse. And, and that was the reason why I left. Um, but then I looked into some of my charges and seen like put in a petition where it can get expunged and go through all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And when the Lord blessed me with that opportunity, that's when I decided, you know what, it's time for me to leave from my surroundings and find me a new surrounding. Mm -hmm. um, skating has always been my thing. Um, so I knew that was one thing to look up and look for when I got here. Um, I didn't start out in Dallas. Um, I started out in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to Colleen, then I moved to Austin, then I moved here mm -hmm. uh, within the 10 years that I've been here. Uh, inquired a lot of friends, a lot of skate people I knew from skate jams, like the Icy Hot, things like that. So I knew some people here anyway. Um, and that that was it. You know, I just, when I was blessed to say, hey, we can we can do this and we can do that, where you can get your life together, but you really need to do this. And that's what I decided to do, man. And, and it's been great for me ever since. So tell me about the first one. You were 17, the first time you went in. Like, how was it in R&D? Like, you... I think what's funny is I had family in there, so I thought it was a game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I got a sister that's locked up for life. So really? it wasn't, it was like, oh, here come, here come Mika's sister. Don't touch her. Like, so I was kind of like trying to be rough and tough. Like, I knew wasn't nobody going to touch me because they knew my sister. You know what I'm saying? So I thought it was a game. Like, only thing was horrible, of course, everybody says the food, of course, but um, just the main thing for me was just like the whole processing thing. And then you got to watch your stuff and you can't really sleep. You got to watch your back. You know, if somebody wants, I mean, it was the jealous or whatever, they know you finna get out there, try to pick stuff so you stay longer, little things like that. Um, but honestly, when I first went in, I wasn't scared. I thought it was a game. And then I was like, oh, I can possibly see my sister because my sister had went to jail for a murder like months before that. So I knew she was still, mm. 
you know what I'm saying, in county and hadn't been transported. So did you see her when you got in? Yeah, because by us having different last names, we never said we were sisters. Oh, had you would have said that they would have separated you, you think? Yeah, we we wouldn't have been able to, but we never, she was just like, don't say nothing, just process in. And that's what I did. We didn't say nothing. It was just like, we ain't saying nothing, but that that was a chance for me to see her. So in a sense, I felt like it was a reward. But then I also thought it was a game because I hadn't got down to the actual prison. I was in county and that's just, county is like a joke, you know? And when you got to prison, prison, it set How in. was that? Was it you like in. a boss? Was you like no? I'm not gonna, I wasn't a boss. I wasn't a boss, but I wasn't a punk either. I kind of stayed to myself. Um, of course, you get friends and you start knowing. Like I knew a couple people in there, like a couple females that I used to be out on the block with. I knew, so we hung together. Um, I can see my sister out on the yard here and there. Um, so I never. Unless trouble was brought to me, I never went like bullying nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do too much gambling or anything like that. I kind of stayed to myself um, and just tried to focus because it really set in like this ain't no this ain't no mini countdown. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so I just really tried my best to just make the best of it. And so I tried to do things like arts and crafts. Uh, you know, my my family came to visit. You know, a little bit, but then of course being so far away from Cleveland is a couple of hours that that started to fade off. So it really teaches you to humble yourself a little bit and um, really a test of who your friends and family really is. Um, but, you know, it, it wasn't something that I, I, I regret doing um, as far as the assault situation mm-hmm. um, because it's my mother. If I had to do right. it again, that's just what it is. Now, I do regret the, the whole selling drugs and you know fighting and whatever else I did as far as drug thing is concerned yes absolutely um because I know what what drugs can do to people um but that wasn't just wasn't my mindset at 17 if I could have five grand in my pocket back then that was a lot of money you know what I'm saying and I didn't care uh but as far as the assault thing it was if I had to do it again it, it definitely be done again if it's to protect my mother so it you mentioned the food was um nasty what was terrible. that like? like <laughs> terrible. Like, and, I'm, and <laughs> I am like oblivious. So excuse my dumb so, question. Uh, I just, watch stuff on TV and I'm like, man, is it really like you that? You know what's funny? Most of the stuff on TV is true. <laughs> um, you know, if you go in a hole, you're going to get nasty. You're going to get shit that you ain't because it's kind of a punishment, as they say. Uh, when you You've been in a hole before? Yeah. 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 Uh, just fighting, I guess she wanted to test me, I guess, just got there and tried to, you know, you know how they try to test you, see if you're punk and I try to take something of yours. So it was kind of like a little fight. Um, other than that, no, I, again, I stayed to myself. I just know that like with the food, it was just like what you saw wasn't what it was. <laughs> like some stuff <laughs> it was, you knew it was safe and some stuff you'd be like, no, nah, I passed. Um, I basically banked off commissary, um, like cups, noodles, things like that. Um, but when it was eight, when it was eatable, I you know I ate. But when it wasn't, I passed. That's just what it was. Just was there some days where you didn't want to eat what they were serving, and you had no money for conversation? All the, like, and you all the time, all the time, because you know you it starts falling out. People start falling out. Oh, I got you, I got you. And then as the month go off, they just gradually forget about you. So yeah, it was plenty of times. It was times where I did, I remember one time I didn't eat for three days because I wasn't eating what they were making, and I didn't have a commissary. Mm-hmm. You, know what I'm you can't really ask people for stuff so, in there because it's right because you don't want to owe nobody nothing. Exactly, you can owe too. nobody nothing. Yeah. So 
that wasn't my mindset. My mindset was like, give me a calendar. Let me just like cross these days off. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, you know, I started thinking of things and that, that was a great thing for me. Um, I started like, you know what, let me get my education up. I got my associates while I was there. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, I was like, well, I don't know why. Because, you know, a lot of people mindset in jail is like, you get a degree in here, but shit, ain't nobody going to let you use it. You know, and that was my mindset at first. Like, well, I'm going to get it if I know my charges ain't going to let me get a job. Like, why would I waste time? Uh, but, you know, after talking to my, you know, my dad and my brothers, you know, it's just like, you know, still get it because you never know. You know, it may help you the potential to open your own business. And that was my mindset was to come out and just open up something because I just felt I wouldn't be able to get no job. So tell me about that. Tell me for someone who's watching. And if you're just tuning in, um, we are, I don't know, like 20 minutes in. We're talking to Red and we're talking about how she served time and in jail and in prison and how she's doing well. We haven't got to her fast forward point yet. We're still, I'm interested in questions about in jail. So, <laughs> but I do want to know, tell me about how do you go about getting a degree in jail? Like, what is that? You just, so like, so like you have to get permission. You have to get permission. Um, back then it was a uh, teacher would come in. Um, you would sit in the classroom, but you had to have like, it was like a reward, basically. You had to have no fights, you know, no time doing this. You had to do all your duties, uh, depending on what you came in for, like certain, whatever your certain charges couldn't do it. Um, and then, you know, as you, if you wanted to further and things like that, there were some times where you can go to the computer room um, and you can, you know, go on there. But mainly it was, they were coming in and giving you books and giving you, you know, homework, just like attending school. Um, and then they will submit the grades and everything and um, just based on what you wanted to do. I know my mine's just in business management. That was only because again, my mentality was nobody's gonna give me a job. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna open my own shit and work for myself. Um, so How I never take you, take you to get an associates a year? Uh, no, it took like a year and a half only because I never stopped. Like that was my focus. It was like, hey, I need to, I wanna get this finished. You know, while I'm here, it, 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 it may laugh when I say it, but it was like, it's to tax people's money. So let me, you know, let me do what I got to do before I leave. So that was my mindset of getting it before I left. But again, I, I knew I didn't need a degree to open nothing, but the mindset of payroll and, and ordering stuff for your company and stuff like that is all the mind, mindset of a business. And that's so I, that's what I just wanted to do. I was just like, I'm going to at least get something. I'm going to walk out there with something. Because uh, when I went, I had my high school diploma, so I wasn't worried about that. But it was just like I knew I felt like my life was over at that point. So let me get a degree, so when I get out, I can just open my own thing, and I don't have to worry about where I'm gonna get income from. I don't have to worry about trying to go back to what I used to do, and that, that was just my mindset. Honestly, it really was my mindset. So I don't been in school. I got a master's and all that. And the part I hate about school is writing papers. So you mentioned yeah. having computer privileges. Mm -hmm. is it so you're saying that you had to write most of your papers by hand or if you had yeah every most no most of it was by hand the only time you really can use the computers when you was doing like research on something they say hey research write a paper about this so everything that i did was by hand there was no you know what i'm saying we, we didn't have a luxury of laptops and things like that it was write it by hand when, we, when she come in the next day or next week or whatever she came in for it was turned in by this particular day um, or we get graded, or we get turned in, uh, you know, to the college or whatever, and they will, you know, grade it or whatever, and then she bring my grade. So it's just like a middleman between me and college. 
Well, I commend you because <laughs> I hate writing and there's no way I'm writing a paper by hand. So I could that's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah. let's talk about, do you still keep in touch with people? Did you create bonds? Um, other than your sister, of course, did you create certain mm-hmm. bonds? And do you keep in touch with these people? Are most of them still in, out? Like, mm-hmm. what is that like? Um, for the most part, they're all on my Facebook. Uh, we keep in touch. It's not a, you know, bad blood or anything. They just, they respect the fact that I decided to go a different route. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do visit home, I do link up with them, uh, see them or whatever. Um, actually one just moved to Houston. Um, and so we plan on meeting up pretty soon, just got out and she decided to, to relocate in Houston and she did 22 years. And so, uh, we have the tendency on sometime next month linking up. You know, I'm just letting her get situated in Houston and then I'll drive down and see her and we'll hang out a little bit. Um, of course, a couple of them died or, you know, I had one one of my friends commit suicide. So it's uh, actually hung herself in jail. Um, and so, you know, everybody that I in that time frame that I had, we do keep in touch if they're still here. Uh, maybe one or two I haven't heard from and don't know where they are. But for the majority part, most of them on my Facebook, we conversate. So, cool. yeah. Well, if you're just joining, if you have any questions for Red or people are, you know, sending little comments, we are watching comments if you have any questions. But, okay, so we spent, I think we're at 30 minute mark. We spent enough time talking yeah. about our engine. Yeah. So let's talk about what was the first thing? What was your release like? Like, did you know you were getting out when you were getting out? Was it a surprise? Was it like, what was no, the feeling? You, and what's the first thing you did when you got out? No, well, uh, first thing I got out was some real food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but as far as the first person that I wanted to visit, my, my dad picked me up and the first person that I wanted to see was my great grandmother, um, because I knew at that point she was kind of sick and I wanted to check on her, um, wanted to see where she was living because she wasn't living in the same place. So it was kind of checking on the important people. So it was just like a list of people that I chose to, that I chose to visit when I got out. And then when I did that, it was like, you know, a couple of years, you know, I stayed at home trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. and you know, working these jobs that I didn't want to do, but it was a paycheck trying to stay out the way. Um, and then, you know, I was like, you know what? I want to do logistics. That's what I want to do. I like warehouse. I like things like that. And it was just a better market here in Texas. Well, down south, period. Yeah. But the reason why I picked Texas was because my great aunt was here. So I knew I had a place to stay. It wasn't trying to go find a place. It was like, I knew I had a place to stay. And so that's that's why I picked Texas it wasn't no particular reason it was just like where can I go where I can get on my feet and better myself at the same time where I'm not go somewhere get stuck and struggling like you know what fuck this I'm going back to what I used to do and go back home so I came where I had family where I knew I didn't have to worry about nothing but you know helping her around the house helping with bills uh and you know saving up or whatever to eventually get my own place and so that's pretty much what where I was. Um, I never, never, ever thought in a million years I would leave my hometown. Um, but it was a better move for me, and and I'm thankful every day that I that that's what I did. Do you um, go back and visit? Honestly, um, when I first got here, I got a little homesick. The food, the culture, everything was a lot different for me. Um, I have not been home in since 2006. Hmm. I have not been home. Um, the reason why I was going home so much when I was going home was because my mom was still there at the time. Okay. She was sick. Um, when it got to the point where she's in the hospital every day, they, 
they found her in her house. Like, doctor said she should have been dead, so thankfully she wasn't. Mm-hmm. When we have family that, that don't want to take care of family, and I'm her only child, then it was best she come here. So I moved her here last year, but just the back and forth. Um, she was in a nursing home for, for quite some time, and it was like going to see her, but then I was trying to get my career myself off the ground. So I never really tried to, uh, I never worried about going home. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went home for the few times that I did it because it was my birthday or because it was my great grandmother anniversary of her passing away or her birthday or my family was doing something like that or if it's an emergency, um, that's the only time I plan on going back is if it's an emergency. Everything that I can do up there, I can do down here. Right. And that's my mindset right now. So if you can, if you can talk to someone, a younger you, like 17, 18, yeah. facing the, yeah. the, the finer things in life, like what would you say to them? Or would you, I, I know, cause my question really was, was your crime worth your time? But I know the situation, the assault with your mother, obviously that's <laughs> Work, that was definitely my time. How about all the other things you got in trouble for? Um, what would you definitely say to someone? Wasn't. <laughs> definitely wasn't. I would let them know, hey, if you have an opportunity to, to better yourself, you have an opportunity to make a change, if someone's giving you the opportunity, whether it's a judge, whether it's a job, take it. Take it. Yeah. You never know who's watching you and what you're doing and how you're doing. You know what I mean? So like with me, when I came here, I got a job working for a logistics company. He offered it like, hey, I know you. I know what's going on with you. You were honest with me, blah, blah, blah. Even, and he was like, you know, just working. I was just like, oh, okay, okay. Next thing you know, they paying attention to my work. So they didn't give a fuck about that grant. You know what right. I'm saying? They gave a fuck about the one they see. It was like, hey, I'm going to train you to be, you know, a lead. And then it just progressed from there. So I would say to anybody, if you get an opportunity to make a change, do it. But everyone's not, not that fortunate because that's the problem. You feel the yeah. out. And you have to say yes, right. yep. and you never get a call back. So, yep. what do you say to that person? Is there don't give up? Um, look at other ways. That's uh, hard. Just try don't not go back and do the same thing again. Yeah. Right? So it's like something. try not to. It's for me. I would say don't give up. Keep trying. And if you feel like you're slipping back to where you used to be, then you need to figure out something that you know that you're good at and possibly open your own thing. If you feel like. That's not going to go. I mean, it doesn't take a degree. It doesn't take that just to open stuff. People out here making shirts, they're making, you know, uh, artwork. I mean, it's something that you can do if you have a creative side. Um, you know, you can pretty much detail. monetize anything. Yeah, right. So it's just like, don't give up and do what you need to do. Uh, but also, if you just want to work and you don't want your own business, I would say just keep applying. Because some people, some of them don't even ask you that. And some of them, you can have a record, but if it's not like murder, they'll still hire you. So I would say still keep trying because there's some companies that like we do a background check, but if it's something minor, like some weed or, you know, something like that, they'll still hire you, you know? So I would just simply say, don't give up. Just keep applying. And again, if you've got that business, you want your own business mindset, then open your own business. Ain't nobody stop you from doing that. Yeah, they surely can. So how has going to jail changed you? I mean, it's hard. It's, I don't know how to ask that question because you were so young. So you really don't know who you were yet anyway. But no, I think it changed me though because I knew that's not what I wanted to do again. I didn't want to see them walls again. I felt like hell, my sister in there, she ain't going nowhere. It's like, you know, go see her when I'm feeling and missing her, you know. But for the most part, it it just changed me where I was like, nah, it's not nothing that I 
will want to do again. And then, you know, you get the dress from the judges. If I see you again type of thing. And it was just like, I had enough. I think just sitting that long and just realizing again, I don't regret anything I did for my mother, but just sitting there and just harping on things every day and just seeing how people treat you when you, you know, down and out and things like that was just something I never wanted to go through again. So I just made sure I tried to put myself in a position not to have to do that again. And the best day for me was to leave. It was the right. best thing for me to do. So do you keep in touch with your sister now that you know what it feels like for that short period of time? Yeah, actually I do. Um, I have I, I haven't talked to her in a couple months, you know, due to Corona. I have a lot of strict things that's going on. Uh, can't really get to the phone as much, um, but she does write. Um, when she do call, we may have a video call, um, things like that. Uh, she's video call from prison. So uh, video call with us, uh, what is it? Uh, forgot what it's so called. So it's through there. It's not like she got a phone through in there. there. Yeah, okay. no, it's through there and she can pay for it or you can pay for it on your end and then you can video chat for like 10 minutes. Oh, that's um, cool. But she, she'd be mindful of that just because she knows that what's going on and everything out here. So I don't think it's too much that she can't get to the phone. I think she's just trying to be, you know, courteous. Um, but I get, you know, she will write um, all the time. Um, I wonder how she, she feels. Like, she how, do you, how do you, how do you, how do you do a life sentence knowing you're not getting out like where is the hope in that you ever talked to her think, about that I think at one point she felt like she couldn't do it she couldn't do it she couldn't do it but after it set in that look this is what it is I think I think she just accepted it um so um she doesn't know about much technology and things like that so I think what she don't know won't hurt her so she really doesn't allow visits she really doesn't want to know what's going on in the outs and I, I kind of think that's what was helping her get through because she doesn't want the stuff that'll make her miss stuff she just wants to you know do you know do her time um, that makes sense so she's probably living on the inside like we living out here just yeah just different. she yeah. just got limits on what she can and wow. cannot do crazy. and the only time it really gets hard for her is if someone passed and they don't allow her to say her goodbyes like with my great-grandmother she wasn't allowed to so that bothered her for a while because she couldn't say her goodbyes she wanted to at least go you know and they said no uh, I don't think she cared about the whole being shackled up or whatever they process they have. She just wanted to say goodbye and they wouldn't let her. Um, so I think that's mainly what bothers her on the uh, most part is just the fact that if something tragically happens, there's no guarantee she can be there and that, that bothers her a lot. No, I changed companies. Um, it was uh, that company that gave me that chance closed down, unfortunately, it was in San Antonio. Mm. Um, the company I'm with currently now is, you know, a promotion that was, you know, I got the job and then I got, you know, a warehouse manager uh, position and then I got the GM position. And that's basically based on my experience and the hard work that I put in previously. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, a lot of people say it and it's not hard for you to understand, but resumes go a long way. Mm -hmm. um, putting my experience and everything and based on my experience, a lot of, and this is the company I'm at now is a fresh startup company. I've only been open like three years. And so the experience that I have running companies and they're still trying to set up is, you know, caught their eye to say, Hey, you know, wow. we want you, you know? Um, and so I left where I was to go here because it was more advancement opportunities. Like I'm opening this one for them. And then they're trying to open one in Houston. They're trying to open one in Austin. And then that's driving this. So of course they're going to want me to open that and then it promotes me to a regional. So that's my mindset is like, 
if they open up anything else, she already told me that they will want me to do it as long as I'm doing a good job here. They want me to open those and then they will want me to run all three. So that would mean a regional manager, which I'm just over the state of Texas. And so that's my goal is trying to branch out. It all came from one person giving you an opportunity. And that's what exactly. it means, that one person, one person has your past. And that's, yep. I mean, you was you were blessed when it comes to that. Was there anything else you want to, I think I've asked you enough questions, I've drilled you. Was there anything else you want to add, you want to say, you want to? No, just, you know, you never know a person's history. You never know a person's background. Like a friend did not know. What was I did not know. Me. I was like, you, what you mean you want to be uh, on the show? What you mean? <laughs> only a few knew my closest friends, like Dre and Levi, of course. You know, my closest people, my fiance, a lot of people knew what it was. I don't just go around because that's not nothing to brag about. You know what I'm saying? But when I saw your post, I felt like, okay, this is something that I can speak on for anybody that's listening and don't, that want to do better with themselves. Um, and it, it showed that it is possible to, you know, turn around and not have to just keep going back into your in the ground or back in jail. I just felt there was an opportunity to do that. So I appreciate you having me. Um, I know everybody's like, what the hell Red doing on here? But well, I hope it feels good because when I share something yeah. personal about me that nobody knew, yeah. um, it was, I, I don't know how you felt before, like last night or earlier, yeah. like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Yeah. But I think I felt better afterward because everything you go yeah. through is not just for yourself. It's for somebody yeah. else. And it's that's a lesson why, learned and you can teach somebody. So yeah. I was all for it. I wasn't nervous. It was just... I didn't discuss the whole thing. And I know that I'm doing a lot better because I used to get emotional about the whole situation with my mom. And, and now it's just like, it don't bother me. Like I used to regret it, like, damn, I wasted time. But I was just like, fuck, I still protected my mother. And that was the yeah. thing that, that mattered to me. Um, but I don't, I don't worry about what people think because a lot of people, like you said, knew, including you, like didn't notice about me. Um, I come in, I skate. I, you know, some people I hang with outside of it. Um, so I, did, I really didn't care about what anybody thought because that's my past and I've moved forward. But I used to be nervous about speaking on it because you'd be scared what people are going to think of you. Yeah. So now I've got a place in my life where I don't care what you say. You know, I got my past. Everybody has a past. Keep it moving. Um, yeah. As long as you're not, you know, disrespecting me and mine or, or putting us in any, any kind of harm way, then we don't have to bring that old red out. Exactly. Um, so that's just what it was. Question was, how did you get things expunged from your records? Uh, so what you, well, you can, you, it, it, I think it's based on state. I know with state, you had the right to judge. You had to send all this stuff in. Uh, you needed an attorney. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice, pretty penny to do so. And then it's not guaranteed that everything is going to be. So you have to, it, I think it goes by state. I know for me, I got an attorney. I let him do the legwork and I just paid him the big bucks to do the legwork. Um, just so to make everything, sure. your whole record's expunged? <laughs> no, just the just the major stuff okay. um, that would hinder me from getting a job. Like that stuff. Like I still have a weed charge and stuff like that on there, but that's misdemeanor stuff. So when you say, have you ever been convicted of a felony? The answer is no, because everything is a misdemeanor. Um, and so again, I just let my attorney do all the legwork for me just because I didn't, I wanted to make sure it was done right. And then if it was no, it wasn't because I did it, it was because it was actually not because I did it wrong, but because they just said no. And opposed to me just getting an attorney and say, Hey, here go the money. I need you to see if I can get this, 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 and this done. So the assault charge wasn't a felony? No. Okay. So even though you check no, misdemeanor, no, 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 they still pull your record. And they they still, still can put it in CSO. That's just like. 
you know, I have some some employees that try to work with men because they have family violence on there. We can't. And even though it's a misdemeanor, we still can't because they look at that as violence. So no, we they can't. put it in a whole category. They don't separate. Yeah. So I don't know if you realize, but a lot of applications stop asking that. It's just like it says misdemeanor or. Mm-hmm. Now it's just not just felony. Back then it was all about felonies. Now you get on the application, you'll see. Do you? Sometimes I don't even see felony. Like with my job currently, they don't have it about felony. It's about do you have a misdemeanor or so class? You have to, in order to have a felony, do you have to have had prior misdemeanors before, or can you? Do no, it just depends felony. on the depends on the charge. Depends on what you did. Depends on what you did. Um, but. Again, I just, I wanted my, I wanted somebody to do it that knew what they were doing and lawyers go to school for it. So I just, can you do so this? Those are like credit, like after money. so many years, you don't have to claim it anymore. <laughs> like I did that 12 years ago. Well, you know, no. some, most companies will say seven years or 10 years back. So anything like right now, if you got anything say in 2011 and back, they wouldn't look at it. They wouldn't care because it's older. Mm-hmm. Some companies look at if you got one period and some, it just had to be a certain amount of years. And then they won't, it doesn't count against you. Because some companies, you know, you can pay to do backgrounds. You can go back as far as you want. So they only going to go back seven years. So if you didn't do nothing, you know, beyond seven years ago, then they're, they're not going to see it and you're good. But if they decide they just want to look at a period or they decide to run a check and they just want to base it on what's on there, then it's a different mm-hmm. story. But, yeah. you know, for the most part, it's most of the times that I've seen applications, it's always been seven or 10 years back. They want to go seven or 10 years back. So in your experience, I got one more question, I'm done. Well, two, in your experience, what type of jobs hire people with misdemeanor backgrounds? Or is that too general? Like in general, what no, kind like, of people look for? I know like a lot of people I know, like my brother, he has a lot of them, but he worked for a trucking company. A lot of trucking companies don't care about that. It just depends on what the, what the charge was. Mm-hmm. Uh, warehousing, labor. Uh, construction things like that will take them is is when you want to do like customer service and you want to do uh, like doctors and all that kind of stuff then yes it's going to play a part but i know from my field of logistics you can you can have as long as you haven't murdered anybody i mean most companies will hire you because they need that labor to load trucks and they need them to drive trucks uh, so it just it just all depends on what you're looking for but if you're looking for like a top-notch career you know you gotta you gotta try to fix your record first is there a place where people can search? Like if you Google, you know, people who hire people with misdemeanors, does that really mm-hmm. work or, okay. Yeah, yeah, it works. Um, I know in Cleveland, they have a, a, a website where felons can actually go and just, it's like convicting felons and they tell you all the jobs that's hiring. Mm-hmm. And they'll let you know that these are the jobs that accept in felonies, but then they'll also put, the felony has to be three years old, has to be right. 10 years old. Um, so there, it, it is out there. Um, some companies, want to give you a second chance then you have the ones that think life is perfect and you're not supposed to do nothing wrong so it's just the luck of the draw i would say to anybody that has a felony that's having a hard time getting a job i would just do research and just look up who hires felons and you know ask them hey how far back does it need to be um but you again you have those companies where you just got to be perfect they don't want nothing on it you know squeaky clean like you can't make a mistake so yep it is ways you can look it up and see who hiring you know, felons and, but most of the felons, honestly, most of the felons I know just started their own business. They got their own thing, whether it was detailing, whether it was barbershop, whether it was, you know, salons, whatever the case was, they just opened, they started doing their own thing just because they didn't want to go through all that hassle. Right. Um, so most of the people sense. I know, like my it's brothers, and yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. But I'm currently uh, trying to get my stuff together and um, open my logistics. And, and, it, and of course, I'm going to be okay with hiring them just because I want to give somebody a chance that gave me one. So I'm currently uh, finna get that going and rolling. And then I'm definitely going to be offering. Uh, I'm not going to care about the record. Just have to be a certain amount of years just for, you know, purposes, insurance purposes or whatever. So I'm, I'm, I've been doing research on that for the last two weeks and once I get it up and running, I'm definitely going to, hopefully I can give somebody a chance like they gave me. Yeah. Hopefully. Just so. would have took that one person that had that yep. had faith in you. And then from there yep. is it. Because it's all about experience. And they know you're a hard worker. Right. That's all it takes. And really, all it takes is for you to get in front of somebody. To, so you yeah. can, they can know you and your personality and see yeah. past the paper. So exactly. that's all it and, took. You know, I, and I'm still in touch with him, too. He actually offered me a job, but he's in Florida and I'm not trying to move. So if I ever need a job in Florida, I have one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely offered to me. He brings it up every now and then, like, hey, you need to come down here. And, you know, my fiance was talking about she's ready to leave Texas and stuff. And so who knows? But as of right now, no, but I'm still in touch with that, that, that one person that gave me that chance. And, you know, we talk here and there and, you That's know, awesome. I just want to be able to do the same. I want to be able to do the same. So, yeah. Okay, my last question. <laughs> So my motto is, if you can't find the sunshine, be the sunshine. So what does that mean to you? Tell us what that means to you. I feel like if you're having a bad day, you brighten up somebody else's. You never know. It might bring yours up too. Um, I know that it's been days where I've been down and, and having the worst day of my life. And then someone will come and say, hey, how you doing? How's your day going? And, it, you know, my fiance has a habit of when I walk in, how is your day? You know, and I can get whatever I need off my chest and then I can be like, like a woosah and move on. But there's been times where I've had employees that just come in just with a chip on their shoulders. Like, hey, what's going on? You know, what you do yesterday? Like actually showing somebody that you care to take a time out to see how their dance stuff is going to go a long way. So I really think that's what it is. And even though you're down, you know, you still try to keep your spirits up because you never know who's watching your energy. You never know who's watching your energy. Like if I come in my in my office pissed off and everybody gonna be like, whoa, Red's in a bad mood. But it's not that. It has nothing to do with them, but that's what they see. Right. So you have to kind of like put that stuff to the side and kind of try to, until you can get to comforts of someone you're close, you're good with talking with, comfortable talking with, or that you just need to woo side to yourself, meditate. I do a lot of meditating sometimes and just get yourself together and just... You know, just try to always be positive. It's hard. I know it because it's very hard for me. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I try not to bring in bad energy to my employees because I don't want they whole day to be flipped up because I'm having issues. Well, I appreciate you for telling your story. No I'm, so I'm smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, I never knew all this, but I'm so proud of you. Um, we've gotten to know each other on, on a more intimate level through right. our um, accountability group. And yeah. I'm so proud of everything doing and I hope, this, I hope this encourages somebody thank you for joining us this week on conversations be sure to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content you want to hear if you love this episode be sure to share it with your family and friends and remember always bring your own sunshine never let anyone steal your joy see you next time